This is the John Oakley Show podcast. I want to talk for a moment about something that you hear about all the time. If you take a look at American television, you certainly get exposure, and you may not understand all of it. And we're lucky enough to have somebody who does understand uh, all of it, and uh, we'll be able to talk to him in just a moment and and, uh, get a bit of the skinny. But uh, I'm I'm referring to tonight's uh, Iowa caucuses. So you may be saying to yourself, well, I know from watching various presidential electoral races that the Iowa caucuses, whatever those are, are the first indications of what members of a particular party, in this particular case, the Democratic Party, think about the different candidates that they might want to uh, eliminate and ultimately choose one of to represent them, the Democratic Party, in the presidential election, which, of course, is a foregone conclusion as being opposed to Donald Trump. And then you might say, well, why is it a foregone conclusion? The guy uh, could be impeached by the Senate. No, not not bloody likely at this point. Um, the vote is coming up. I believe it's on Wednesday. And uh, with the elimination of presentation of any witnesses, it seems that the vote will be the same as the vote for no witnesses, which is uh, a win for Donald Trump by virtue of acquittal. So he's going to be, I guess, the first president in the history of the United States to have been impeached, who is going to run for reelection. And a lot of people would say, I'm going to conclude that by saying, and probably be reelected. But uh, let's have that conversation with uh, our guest, who is Aaron Call. He's director of debate at the University of Michigan and editor, co-author of a book called Debating the Donald. Welcome, Aaron. Great to be here. Okay, so you heard a little bit of my setup, and I'm a Canadian, and you're talking to an audience of Canadians, and you're not, and you're an expert in this area. Explain the Iowa caucuses. Mm-hmm. How, how much time do we have? Uh, no, I mean, I mean, in twenty-five <laughs> words or less, not quite, but you know what I mean. As you mentioned, it's the um, the first voting of the Democratic primary. It starts at seven o'clock tonight, and Iowa is really unique. It's because it's the first, but it's still relatively small. Only about forty-seven delegates or so are going to be up to vote. But as opposed to just voting in a booth or you know, via mail, you have to go in person to show your support. And so you go to one of many caucus sites that are determined by, you know, congressional districts, some other things, and basically announce who you're for. And the key threshold is uh, that any candidate has more than 15 percent support, and if so, they're considered viable. If not, then you have a chance to switch your support to, you know, your second or third most favorite. And uh, at the end of tonight, we'll get all that information tallied up, and Somebody will be, you know, declared the the winner and and, and exit with a certain amount of delegates in the overall scale and the overall uh, scale of the race. It's not very significant, but the fact that it's first really then um, provides momentum to future states voting and also uh, donors providing money to the campaigns. Um, and so it's really important. And as of now, it sounds like uh, Bernie Sanders is favored uh, to prevail, but it's really close uh, amongst him and. Pete Buttigieg, uh, Joe Biden, and Elizabeth Warren are all and uh, scheduled to be neck and neck, uh, according to the latest polls going into the science. It's interesting. You know, you say that uh, it may be small, but uh, so not that significant on the one hand. On the other hand, it's first. You know, McDonald's was first. And there are a hell of a lot of hamburger joints, but uh, being first really counts for something. So um, tell me something. What you've described here sounds like uh, what what I would uh, think of as a progressive balloting situation. Is that what it is? Uh, close. I mean, we you know, we have there are some states in the United States that are moving towards more progressive balloting, and you can you know, list say your top five chances in a row. And as people get eliminated, then you know that changes the tally. But this really, um, it's 
um, you're only allowed to, I think, make one change, and so you basically have to have your top two going into it. And even if you know you're if your first and second choice are not favored by you know 50 percent or over, then your support of them is likely not going to carry any way. But yeah, it's a unique, you know, progressive system designed to really encourage people to actually participate. And the weather in Iowa can be really bad. I'm sure you know maybe like it is by you at this time of the year. Yeah. So you have to get away from home and then sometimes through the cold, you know, show somewhere up at 7 p.m. and not just do it secretly. You know, publicly say who you're for. You have to be at a certain part of the room with the other people that also support your candidate. So it's a really much more interactive and public form of democracy and voting. And it's unique because most states use a primary system. Um, but this is the it's, it's a caucus system and it's first. And it's you know not really representative of the United States in general. Iowa is a pretty um, it's a little bit more conservative of a state. It's a little bit more white of a state, not as diverse. And so it doesn't necessarily mean how Iowa voters will translate to everyone else, but they get a disproportionate amount of attention because they're the actual first voters and people are really looking for that data as opposed to just seeing polls. Well, you've written extensively about uh, Trump, and obviously uh, it's it's a foregone conclusion now that he's going to get away with, uh, maybe that's the wrong word, he's going to uh, leave with an acquittal from the Senate trial, and he's going to continue to be president of the United States, and he's going to be the GOP candidate uh, come November. So the question, obviously, that begins being asked in earnest tonight is who is going to go against him? And there are those who say that Bernie Sanders, while he has momentum, uh, is a guy who is so polarizing that when it comes to a vote, he's he's arguably as polarizing, if not more polarizing than Trump himself, where if you talk about winnability, the actual opportunity to uh, convince a sufficient majority of Americans to cast a ballot uh, uh, democratically, you'd need Joe Biden. Is that a reasonable um, view of the situation? It is. It's really um, and tough, and everyone's a little bit um, you know, skeptical and has a grain of salt toward everything, given what happened last time. You know, people thought, oh, Hillary Clinton, she's the establishment, she's the safe candidate, and uh, she won over Bernie Sanders last time. And then, as obviously what we saw, that President Trump ended up prevailing. And so um, part of the reason that what Hillary Clinton faced was that there was a lack of enthusiasm amongst young uh, voters, amongst um, uh, minority voters. And so... Um, and so now everyone doesn't know what it's to think. Do you go with the safe pick? Someone like Joe Biden, uh, Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg. These are people that are a little bit more moderate and you know palatable to um, establishment voters or those independent and swing voters. Or do you go for someone like Bernie Sanders, who uh, has whose voters are really committed, may not vote otherwise. They may, if he's not the nominee, may not vote for the Democratic nominee. They could vote for Trump. They could vote for their party. They could sit out. And so, and no one really knows. And um, it Biden is is facing some um, you know some problems as well questions about his age and and him his age look at his, his age is nothing compared to Bernie's age I know and Bernie had a heart attack uh, so so no there's a lot of and Trump is is no spring chicken either um, and nope. so yeah yeah a lot of the people at the top are are quite old but and you still have Michael Bloomberg sitting out there who's a a billionaire like Trump and is creeping into the top ten or fifteen percent in some of these polls and he's not going to even start his campaign until March and so if we see Bernie get off to a really strong lead in Iowa New Hampshire then you could get a call for either Bloomberg or even other people that are not, not in the race to kind of come and maybe try to enter late and and save the you know the Democratic Party 
party from nominating someone like Bernie. But uh, so the bottom line, well, the bottom line, Aaron, is that once we get by Wednesday and the vote is finished in the Senate, uh, and presumptively uh, Donald Trump continues to be president of the United States, and the Iowa caucuses have passed, and you've got uh, a favorite at least coming out of Iowa with some momentum, uh, the whole tenor of the uh, of the presidential race changes. So by the end of this week, it's going to be a whole new ballgame. Definitely, and also in New Hampshire is shortly behind it. We'll have a debate this Friday in New Hampshire, and all the polls show Bernie Sanders is a big double-digit lead there. And so if he were able to win both Iowa and New Hampshire, he would at that point be the presumptive frontrunner, although then we have South Carolina coming up, and Joe Biden has done well there. But, yes, that a, a big uh, surge and lead and birdie in the beginning could really reset the race and then cause people to think, you know, is that uh, the right candidate? And then see what others, there's going to be a moderate challenge to him, um, but it'll be interesting to see who emerges as that, the face of that. All right. A little bit of education for uh, us Canucks who watch with interest, but have no uh, say in the election down South, nor should we. Aaron Call, thanks so much for joining us. Of course, anytime. All right. Aaron Call is director of debate at the University of uh, Michigan. And he's editor and co-author of Debating the Donald. And um, you can watch television or listen to us tonight, whatever it is that you do to get your news and find out what happens in the Iowa caucuses because there are so few people actually involved. We should get the results fairly early. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 